we all want to have communities at scale. You don't get there unless you serve individuals, you know, like ultimately it's full of a bunch of humans and humans, you know, we're weird, we're, we're quirky, we're, we're strange. And so it's important to build it for individuals and help those connect and then find techniques which help that to scale. Welcome to the Agile Digital Transformation Podcast, where we explore different aspects of digital transformation and digital experience with your host, Tim Butera, Content and Community Manager at Agile Drop. Hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. Our guest today is Tom Norman, Community Management Professional and founder of the Kickstart Your Community Project. We started chatting with Tom about community and different approaches to community management. Then we figured, hey, why not have a more in-depth discussion on the subject in a podcast episode? So here we are, ready to bring you some great insights on building and managing online communities. Thanks for joining me, Tom. Would you like to add anything to the introduction? Thanks for having me here. It's uh, great to be here. Um, yeah, I guess the last thing I'd say would be, you know, there's, uh, there's a big debate about what community even means. And mm-hmm. I feel like it's not just a social media following. Sometimes people think, oh, that's all it is. But I feel like community is a lot more than that. And it's much more of a two-way conversation between the brand and between the, the members themselves. So I think that's the most important thing I'd love to set to start. Yeah, the, so the social media following and the social media presence is just kind of the most visible, the most, the most obvious part of community, but there's so much more behind it. It's kind of just the tip of the iceberg, so to speak. For sure, for sure. And how long have you been working with online communities? You've probably seen some major shifts in this area throughout your work, throughout this whole process. Yeah, so community has been something which kind of grabbed my attention for the past five years or so. And it really began actually with in-person community, believe it or not, in a, in a cafe. And I, I was doing events organizing and stuff there. And I started to feel the real tangible benefits of community in real life. And then, yeah, after that, um, it's really been the last three or four years I've been doing it online. And I think the biggest shift in this time, I think, has there's two I'd like to mention. One is that a lot of online communities first started with Facebook because it's so easy. So, you know, the Facebook groups are quite an easy way to have a community. And it's been a big shift recently of people leaving Facebook, partly for political issues. You know, it's like, oh, you're not paying taxes and stuff like that. But also mm-hmm. partly because just because it's not that good, the experience isn't that great. And it's, as communities are maturing, I think that people want to have a better experience for their, their members as well. So that's one trend I've seen. And also uh, the other trend I'd probably mention is um, the fact that the actual industry itself is maturing. Like, mm. I think community industry or professional industry is probably the same place that growth hacking was maybe 10 years ago. And I feel like it's just maturing and people are starting to realize, wow, this is uh, something we should really focus on. When have you first started seeing community kind of becoming this buzzword and, and as you said, kind of an important aspect of a brand of the digital? It, it Was there any important, like, really, really milestones that you could really pinpoint and say, this was it, this was kind of the moment that, that cemented the, the future and the course of community and how it's treated in, in digital transformation. I'll be totally honest. I, I can't think of an exact milestone. Um, it's, I've been you know, doing it kind of quite ad hoc the last few years, just doing it kind of in my own little zone. And it's only really the past 18 months or so that I've been exposed to the entire industry that it is um, and uh, you know I'm just right in the beginning of that wave as well I'm probably eight years mm-hmm. late because some of the earliest community professionals began you know we're talking 12 years ago probably and I'm riding the, the wave of joining the last couple of years ago and um, so yeah I, I couldn't tell you an exact milestone to be honest. 
yeah it's it's probably something that happened kind of organically and and without people really realizing it at the time and then once it happened it was already kind of a semi established part of the whole strategy definitely and and what's the importance of having a strong and active online community how does having such a community benefit a brand or a company See, I think this is actually one of the key components that sometimes people miss. Um, mm -hmm. The community, it's really important that it's tied to a, uh, a business goal or otherwise it will soon lose funding or you just give up with it. So I think one of the key elements is that you're, you have a business goal first and the community supports that. You know, it's very cool to say, oh, we want a community. Why? Because we want to look good in social media. That's not a good place to start from mm -hmm. community building. It's like, what do you want your community to do? And there are lots of aspects it could help it could help with customer acquisition for example you know you might have a you might serve the, the community first and that helps them to become um you know customers eventually uh, mm -hmm. or it could be products for example you know i also one of the companies i'm working with right now um they've got a community we're building for for the products uh and you know if they're a tech company building a, a good product to be able to have uh, members there who you can kind of iterate ideas with and kind of brainstorm with it helps you kind of cut out the mistakes and a lot leaner to build building products to market rather than trying to invent it all yourself and desperately seek kind of people to validate your ideas with it's much better to have that community with as you go along to kind of build and generate these ideas with and also it's if you do it as you go along it's probably easier to kind of have a more cohesive picture of the of the community aspect of your business it's not such a disjointed activity community management that is and community building if you kind of have everybody on the same page and if you kind of kind of convey the importance of building the community to all key stakeholders and all key team members yeah definitely and that's why it's really important to to have your your metrics measurable as well you know, it's important to measure metrics. Community can almost sound a little bit vague sometimes. Like, oh, how community is your community? But there's actually metrics you can <laughs> measure. And it's not just, um, you know, it's not just members. It's like active members, how many are lurkers, how many are engaged members. So it's really important to have these metrics and especially marrying it with the metrics that your key stakeholders, like, you know, the CEO or people that they're interested in seeing as well. Oh, yeah, those are some very good points. And also they lead perfectly into my next question. And that is, it's, it's, I think it's safe to say that not everybody has the exact same idea and definition of what community management is or should be. I think there are, if you ask 100 people, you would probably get, maybe maybe not 100, but maybe you'd get 50 different definitions. So to you, what would be the key elements of effective community building and management? Um, for me, like I said before, I think one of the key components is that it's married to a business goal. Like that's really important because otherwise the funding won't last the community uh, the CEO and the, the the core team will be like, let's not give money there anymore. So I think one really, really key component is marrying it with a business goal and having metrics to measure. But um, the, the most important thing about community is that it's balanced with the community members' uh, own ambitions and drives too. So what I mean is, you know, if you're only focused on the business goal, it's going to be a really crap experience for your members and they're going to, you know, very quickly go somewhere else. And that's kind of the end of their experience in the community. So as just as important as the business goal, it's got to have like membership goals. You know, why are these people here? What do they do together? What's the bigger purpose for being together? That's almost the key is marrying and balancing these two perspectives. Uh, you can't drop either. You can't drop the business goals and you can't drop the community goals. What would be kind of the, the go-to approach for achieving this, for marrying these two goals? I think it's having the business goal first. You know, that's the North Star, if you like, of what, Mm -hmm. what you want to achieve through this community and once you've got the north star you can then ask yourself you know 
well, what do the people do in this community? You know, why are they here? What do they want to do here? Who do they want to connect with? What makes you an insider rather than outsider? Stuff like that. So, you know, the business goal is the North Star and then almost the, the community goals are essentially almost like uh, almost tactical development to kind of build towards that North Star for the business. Yeah, yeah, those are some very good points. It's it's kind of the, the people goal is kind of derived from the initial business goal. Yeah, I think it has to. Mm-hmm. Cool, yeah. And uh, what about maybe some particular projects? You probably, you said that you've been working with community, what, for eight years now, if I remember correctly, right? A little less, like five years, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, five years or so. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you've probably had quite a few challenging and interesting community projects, either since launching Kickstarter community or like previously. What, what, What was the challenging project for you and what were the key lessons that you learned from working on it? See, one of, I'm in a project right now, which is quite challenging, um, mostly because it's really, really early stage. Um, and also it's working with seniors. So I'm working for a US company at the moment, and it's like an online uh, platform for seniors to connect and attend virtual events during this kind of horrible COVID experience, um, which, you know, is a beautiful idea. And, you know, seniors really do need some ways to connect. However, it poses its own set of challenges. Like one, you know, seniors aren't necessarily that tech savvy Mm -hmm. and therefore trying to reach them in the first place and trying to guide them step by step onto the platform and onto what we're doing is it's quite a challenge in itself. So, um, you know, I think that's been a real challenge and it's also about trial and error a lot. You know, we try something and it doesn't work. So then we try and figure out, okay, what part of this onboarding chain isn't working? Where are they dropping off? What part don't, don't understand? Um, so that's been really a big challenge. Um, and I think that's that's key, which a lot of people can relate to in community is it's inherently working with humans and humans are unpredictable. And you might have all these crazy great ideas about what could and would and should happen. And then it goes completely flat and you're like, whoa, what, what happened? So I think that's, you know, that's a big challenge in community is it's not some professional industries. It's very like, okay, you do these things and you get this output. Whereas community because it involves humans, because humans are weird and crazy and beautiful, it kind of, it's not as easy as you do these things and get this output. So that's, I think, the overall challenge in working community. Yeah, it's kind of less less tangible, less set in stone than in some other industries, probably also due to the to the relative youth of the, of the particular industry. But also, you know, you, you said that community is about working with people, but not only that, community kind of presupposes that the, the number of people is relatively large. And the more people you have, the more likely there are to be differences between these people. And consequently, the less likely it is that you'll provide a solution that will suit everybody in the same way possible. So, yeah, I can see that these can definitely be challenges, especially with, uh, with an audience that's, as you mentioned earlier, a very, okay, maybe less tech savvy than, than you're used to with people that you interact with. Definitely. And how did you go about, I'm particularly interested in, in this challenge of uh, seniors being less tech savvy how what were some solutions for for this particular challenge first of all it's actually working i think one of the key elements to building any community is actually working directly with the members so we started with you know a small group of let's say it's 10 active members or more i don't know uh and it was kind of working with them okay so what did you understand about this what didn't you understand and uh just that what just a one-to-one almost unscalable relationship in the beginning is really key to kind of scaling as well so you know working with them we realized a few flaws okay this is not being understood very well this is not so good so um that was the beginning stages also just 
like I said earlier, metrics are super important. Mm -hmm. So just seeing these metrics and being able to see over time, okay, so people come here onto this website, but they drop off here. This is the stage we've got to overcome here. Um, so that's been really important too, is just understanding where people drop off, trying to understand why, and then putting the fixes in uh, as we go. Yeah, these, these types of data seem to be very, very important in almost every aspect of the digital, even if it's something very, very people related and where it's kind of maybe less intuitive that you, that data would factor in so hugely. But I mean, we're living in 2020. You can't have, you can't have successful digital initiatives without at least some reliance on data. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing, community, you mentioned at the beginning, any trends which I've seen in community, that's something which is happening more and more is there are becoming these uh, trends, uh, these like, um, they're using more and more data in community too. Like, you know, it's not this wishy-washy, like from the heart thing anymore. It is partly, it's partly intuitive, but you've got to have data and metrics to kind of back that up. Do you use or, or like at least at least know of some communities building software or some tools that are really popular or that you found helpful? There is a few. I don't. I use uh, I used a lot of mine is just on Google Sheets. You know, for example, mm -hmm. Facebook is, it provides you a lot of data with who's in your community, what they're doing, who the top speakers are. So if I'm using Facebook groups for a community, I usually use Google Sheets and just analyze it there. There are some uh, websites you can use. I think there's one called Periscope. It's not the same as the app from a few years ago. There's one called Periscope, I believe, which also has more insights, more data available. And I think that's going to be a trend we see over the next few years is more community, like database community mm -hmm. uh, projects. Cool. I'll make sure to send me a link to that so I can include it in the additional resources section. Sure. And okay, you mentioned kind of knowing that you're working with people and making your communities people-centric and actually interacting with community members is one of the key things that people trying to build and boost their online communities should should have in consideration. Do you have any other keywords of advice for people who are just getting started with community management or, and are like maybe still trying to find their way, having some issues, uh, running into some challenges? Yeah, um, the first thing... Uh, I've mentioned it a few times, but I think that's why it's really key is you've got to have a reason, like a goal in mind. It can't just be, I want followers. That's not a community. That's an audience. And that's, that's also not enough. Why do you want followers? What's the purpose of having the followers or the community? So marrying it with a goal is, I think, the first and foremost thing to do if ever you start a community. Um, and once you've got that, um, I think the other, the other thing which I think is really important is we all want to have communities at scale you don't get there unless you serve individuals, you know, like ultimately it's full of a bunch of humans and <laughs> humans, you know, we're weird, we're, we're quirky, we're, we're strange. And so it's important to build it for individuals and help those connect and then find techniques which help that to scale. You know, don't start from the, let's just, how can we serve a hundred thousand people? How can we serve a thousand people? It's like, how can I serve these five people as good as possible? And then, Okay, so how do we scale that to 50 people? And how do we scale that to 150 people? So always start small and go all in with the unscalable and then notice the trends which really work and use that as you scale up. So would you say that kind of having the initial mindset of, oh yeah, I want to build a community a community of, I don't know, 100,000 members, maybe that's that's not the right way to go about it? I would say so. I would say, you know, the... 100,000 member community is something that ensues you from doing, but it, it, it ensues you doing good work. It's not something you can necessarily pursue from the outset. Mm -hmm. You've got to have 
a real purpose. Uh, you've got to really care about this community. You've got to really serve them. And then it leads to 100,000 community. Uh, if you start out with just, I want a 100,000 person community, like, you know, what does that even mean? So mm -hmm. I think it's really important to, to, to have a much more kind of person-to-person -person approach in the beginning and then scale that as you go. Yeah, I think that's kind of at the essence of building a community because at the baseline of community basically is kind of these pristine relationships and pristine connections. And if you only if you're only building a community with kind of the the uh, end goal of quantity in mind, then you kind of limit yourself from being able to create meaningful connections and meaningful relationships. And that's kind of that's not what your whole endeavor should be about in this context. Definitely, I'm a, I agree. Okay, I kind of kind of got through the main part of my questions uh, before we move on to the closing parts of the episode of the call. I want to make our discussion a little bit, a little bit more current. We mentioned COVID earlier and how would you say the events happening this year related to COVID and, and basically everything else going on have impacted the field of online community management? Are there any crucial changes we should be aware of and kind of keep in mind in the future going forward? Yeah, I mean, it, it's been a really weird year, right? Let's, let's yeah. just face it. It's been a, a, a weird year, and I'm lucky that I can say weird. Some For some people, it's been a terrible year and a tragic year, and, you know, it's been a horrible year. Um, but let's just say I feel for the community industry, if we're going to marry it to that, if we're going to tie it to that, I think that it probably has helped to push the industry forward for a few reasons. And I think that's partly because this year has made us all feel so isolated. We've had to, you know, spend a lot of time at home, sometimes, you know, a few weeks or I think it was like six or eight weeks and some people a lot longer. And we start to realize how much we rely on human connection, how, how much we miss human connection. And so we sort these connections out online. You know, we, 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 there are lots of these really creative, beautiful projects uh, online. And, you know, during the COVID uh, lockdown, I, I created this online cafe where people could join us for different online virtual events every day. And it was just a way to stay connected and stay informed during that time. But also, I think it, it also just highlights how important it is to belong to something. And, you know, I think in the past, in the past, we used to belong to, we're much tighter to religion and that was something which we belonged to. And, um, you know, maybe we're, we're more connected to our local town and our hometown and that was something we belonged to. But now we're on a global stage and I think it's more important. That's why we're seeking out places online to belong to because now we're on this global uh, digital sphere and we still need to belong. Belonging is a human need. And I think this potentially 2020 just consolidated that, that we, we need to belong. Like life, human beings were made to belong to something. And it's really important that we seek good places to belong to and always don't get filtered into, almost to be conscious in what we belong to. There's so much crap out there that we need to be <laughs> conscious about what we decide to commit to, what we decide to belong to and who we decide to spend our time with. And I think this year, by its very nature, by how tumultuous it was, I think this year really just helped to consolidate that in people. Yeah, because humans are social creatures, right? And if if you kind of prevent us from, from having in-person interactions, if we have the means, we'll, we'll find workarounds around it. So now in the era of digitalization, it's become even more important for, for people who are maybe isolated, working remotely, and this is even more, more important and more relevant maybe for people who are living alone, who don't have family members or partners or housemates yeah. or whatnot. And it's even more important for these people and for, for their mental health specifically to actually 
be able to be a part of communities, to interact with different people. And, you know, this is kind of the trade-off that we get. Yes, we have our in-person interactions have been diminished, but we're able to connect with people from all over the world, world right? I mean, okay, now we're both speaking from Slovenia, but say you were in the US and I was in Europe, we will be able to have a great episode, a great conversation, no matter the time difference, no matter the physical difference, no matter the maybe technology difference. It's, it's, you know, it's a changing world, I guess. Yeah, exactly. I agree. Okay, that's it for my questions, Tom. Is there anything else about community management, community building that you'd like to cover that maybe we missed, that maybe you, you thought of while we were speaking? Yeah, I mean, the biggest thing I would say to people is we've got, if, you, if you're trying to build a community for your, your brand, your project, your organization, we've got a really important job to do. We're here to serve people. And that is both uh, a privilege because, you know, connection, humans, like you said, we're social creatures and building places for people to belong to, helping to connect, helping to serve them. I think for me, at least, is one of the greatest privileges there is. So we're, we've got a real privilege and it's it's really important to take the opportunity and do good in the world. You know, we really can do good with connecting people and helping people to belong. So, you know, I guess that is where I'd probably finish this. Oh, yeah. Thanks for including that, Tom. That's a really, really great note to finish on. I'm glad you, you mentioned it. Uh, before we finish, though, if people want to reach out to you or learn more about you, what's the best way for them to do that? Definitely, you know, LinkedIn is always a good place. Uh, or even, yeah, Kickstart Your Community website, which is kickstartyourcommunity.com. Um, and yeah, to be honest with you, if you just search me on Facebook, you can probably find me as well. So whatever you want, search me and see if I come up. <laughs> okay, awesome, Tom. Thanks for this great conversation with me today. And to our listeners, that's all for this episode. Have a great day, everyone, and stay safe. Thanks for tuning in. If you'd like to check out our other episodes, you can find all of them at agiledrop.com slash podcast, as well as on all the most popular podcasting platforms. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And don't forget to share the podcast with your friends and colleagues.